Hey there, and welcome to Wear Dress Hairdressers podcast, brought to you by Harper Ellis Hair Co. and founded on the belief that stylists around the world can be passionate about the artistry of hair design and use their talents to build wealth. I'm your host, Tara Harville. I'm so excited to have one of my favorite people in the world on here today. She's one of our Harper Ellis elite stylists. She's based out of Longview, Texas. She has been doing the Harpillis method for quite a while, but not only that, she is like the queen of hand-tied extensions and she just opened her own salon. She's a mom. She's all the things that all of us want to be. And so I can't wait for you guys to hear from her today. You're going to be so inspired to take over the world like I feel like she is. So Jenny McCurry, say hello to everyone. Hey, everyone. (laughs) I'm excited for everyone to hear from you today because, well, for all the reasons I just said, but because I just feel like you are a wealth of knowledge. Not only that, you're always like wanting more. You're always trying to grow to the next level. And of course, you know, someone like that is my kind of people. So I want everyone to hear about all the things that you're doing. But first, just tell us how you got into, you know, being a hairdresser. What made you want to be a hairdresser? Well, I mean, originally it was just going to be like a fallback plan. Like I started cosmetology when I was in high school. And so I was like, 16, 17, whenever I started. So it was like a longer period than we normally do. So I stretched it out. But when I graduated high school, I got to graduate with my cosmetology license. So that was great. But I didn't know if I would really like doing it or not. So I just kept going to school. But after about a year, I realized that that's what I wanted to do. So I just went ahead and just kept doing hair instead. That's awesome. How long have you been doing hair? I'm coming up on 18 years girl yes (laughs) I know every time somebody asks you that and I'm like which I think I'm in year 12 now but I'm like I don't even feel like I'm old enough to like be able to do something for that long I know Um, when I say that people are like there's no way you're that old but I was (laughs) I was not even 18 when I finished cosmetology so I got an early start it's such a great opportunity that you I mean it's like my Kirsten you know at the Harper Ellis salon she got to do this in high school and then by the time she graduated high school, she had her license. I'm like, God, if I could have got started that early, there's no telling where I'd be now. Yeah, I was really thankful for the head start for sure. For sure. So you lately have just now opened your own space, your own salon. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Well, I just opened up a small salon. Just I've just got a few chairs in there. Just something to start small and just kind of really get my vision going. I just wanted to be able to have my own space. I just had a really big vision for the way I wanted things. And I just wanted something bigger and to kind of elevate the industry a little bit. And I just felt like doing it on my own is what I needed to do to make that happen. For sure. Well, it's beautiful. Thank Um, you. I I just, when I see pictures of it, I just can't believe it. looks like your husband's doing a lot of the like building and stuff and right. Yes. He did almost everything in there. He's worked really hard in it. Oh my gosh. Must be nice. That would be amazing. My poor husband. If I'm like, Hey, build something for me. He's like, uh, uh, no way. Hire somebody. <laughs> yeah, he's so been doing amazing. it and he's been working really hard on it. He's he's glad to have the break for sure. That's that's amazing. Well, I'm excited for you. What's the name of the salon? It's Onyx Salon. I love it. I love it. So I want to talk more about extensions because, you know, this whole season of podcasts, I feel like I've just really dove in with different, you know, hand-tied experts that you know, extensions have changed their life, especially, you know, monetarily. And, you know, they've just now they're living their dream life because of extensions. And so I want to really hit on that today because I want other hairdressers to hear what, where you started and where you've come from and where you are now 
you know, because I feel like this is something we all should do and all should hear. So tell us how long you've been doing extensions and how you got into doing extensions. Well, I've been doing extensions for most of the time that I've been doing hair, just kind of dabbling here and there. Like I've done eye tips. I did tape ends. Just, I always just really loved like the big transformation that you could do when you would give extensions. And so I did eye tip for probably the longest I preferred them over everything else. But when hand tied extensions, you know, just came on the scene, I just really noticed right off the bat that that was a method that was going to be so much superior than what I was doing. I felt like to give my clients what they needed. And I just knew that I had to learn that because I'm always looking for the way to level up with it. So I just felt like that would give them more. And so I took a big leap and last minute drove by myself six hours to take a training from you, actually. That was I was going to ask, am, are, <laughs> yeah. is Harper Ellis your first hand-tied method? No, Har- Harper Ellis is my fifth hand-tied method. Oh my gosh, I didn't yes. know that. That's amazing. So why yeah. have you, you I mean, you've stuck with it. What, like, why? Why have you stuck with it? I know there's so many other methods out there. Well, I just love that it is fully concealed. I mean, I yeah. just... Like, I don't, nobody really wants to be wondering if their extensions are showing. And so I just like the confidence that I can give them when it's fully concealed, especially when you can color match it custom and just do your best to blend that. There's just not a method that I've found that hides it better. Right. What are some other things about the method that you really love for your clients? Probably the comfort, the ability to go a long time. Like, yeah. I try to get my clients in on a regular basis, but especially with the pandemic and everything, sometimes things come up and we have to push it out a couple weeks and I don't have to worry about the fact that we went two, three weeks over what we would like to go because I know it's going to hold up. Yeah. That's what we were just talking about this the other day. We will, of course, during the pandemic, we had people that would go like, I don't know, 20 weeks without getting their extensions moved up. And I was like, the pandemic kind of like gave Harper Ellis the test of time because the method because I mean it's nice to be able to I don't recommend it by the way so I right. out there list like don't you know <laughs> they need to be in every eight weeks but however you know if something happens it is nice to know that you know they're not going to be like causing bald spots or something like that so yeah exactly but not only that like you know the method is of course great but you do it so perfectly and that's the one thing like you're you're one of the stylists that we call an expert at the method because you do it so perfectly. Well, thank and you. so tell us, of course, but tell us how, like, how'd you get there? I know you didn't just like attend class and then it just happened. You're now you're great at it. It doesn't work like that. So tell us kind of that journey and how you got so good at doing this method. I mean, really, of course, it's just practice, but I think also just like looking to, you know, other stylists in the community and just not thinking that just the way you do it is the best way and that's it. And that you don't need it. Like you can't ever think, that there's not more to learn. Yeah. You know, like there's, I can look at something, I mean, just the way I am and I, part of it's just naturally being a perfectionist, but you know, I can look at something and be proud of it and then think, but how could it be better? And so I just think if we're always looking for, you know, what else we can do to try to make it better. Yeah. Then that's the goal. And that's like, I mean, seriously, though, that's why you're in the position you're in. I feel like you are always looking to improve and always looking to level up. And, you know, that's naturally not something that all stylists do. I wish it was, but yeah, you know, same. You, you, <laughs> it would be nice. So we, I think it would cut out a lot of like corrections that we have to do. But, you know, 
that's not everybody, but you, that, that is you. And that's, you know, you're always looking to level up and I can respect that so much. Let's talk a little bit about money, which is my favorite mm-hmm. conversation. You know that. <laughs> I want to know, or if you can tell people like, how has doing hand tied extensions changed your life monetarily? Like, tell us about, you know, how many days a week you're working and, and what does your work week look like? And, you know, you don't have to give us specifics as far as how much money you're making, but like how much more money are you making compared to like before? I mean, honestly, I'm, I would say it's probably like tripled or even like four times the amount That's since amazing. before I was hand tied. Wow. Certified. But, and I, and I honestly work less really because like my goal is I mean being a mom like it's really like I work long hours when I'm there but if I work more than three to four days a week and being a mom too it's just too hard yeah so I mean I usually schedule three three days a week sometimes I work four for overflow I just try to give myself some wiggle room especially when it comes to extension clients like I like to leave an extra day because I got to where I was so booked that when I was trying to grow my extension business I didn't have any like, room for them. Yes. I didn't have any room to welcome new extension clients. So I started cutting back and giving myself at least one day a week. And then I was able to get clients in when I needed to, and then can go in and do like business stuff or work on stuff for the salon if I need to. But usually my set schedule is about three days a week. And so I really started tracking my numbers after masterclass. Yeah. So <laughs> after masterclass is when I really kind of like set in on it. And yeah. I almost doubled my income from last year to this year. And that was cutting down to three and cutting down to three days a week, sometimes four. Oh my gosh. I just like stylists that are listening to this. If you're not like considering diving into this education that, I mean, it's just mind blowing. Like who doesn't want to work less and get a double raise. Like that is double your income in one year. That's just incredible. I love that as hairstylists, we can do that. No other jobs can do that. I mean, you know, just like I was talking to my husband the other day. I'm like, you need to go ask for a raise. Like you're so valuable, all these other things. And he's like, it doesn't work like that, Tara. And I'm like, oh yes, it does. I'm like, maybe you should have been a hairdresser, but you know, it's just, it's nice that we have that control. I mean, there's zero ceiling. And you know, now that I feel like now that, you know, you're the expert at hand-tied extensions now you can kind of you know, name your prices you know I'm not one of those educators that's like charge your worth I feel like that is so overused because like hello guys we have to stay somewhat you know realistic with our pricing because yes the, of course the reality is there's a lot of great hairdressers out there and not everyone does charge their worth so which is unfortunate for us sometimes but with you like have you been able to raise your prices significantly you know since doing diving into this and being an expert at hand-tied extensions Yes, for sure. I mean, when you put in the time that you need to, and I think that so much of that is like mindset whenever people think that, oh, I could never charge those prices. And I just really had to start. I mean, what changed my career was I used to look at it like I could never, you know, make what they make or whatever. And then I like completely swapped that to instead of like lowering my standards on what I wanted, what I thought I could make, I was like, what should I do to be worth that? Yeah. That's and it. so when I changed that mindset to where I like raised my standard for what I was offering my clients, mm-hmm. instead of worrying about whether is that too much to charge? It's like, how does it make it worth that? So when you that's look at it completely effect. different like that, and you're willing to put in the time that you need to yeah. add value to your clients. Yeah. And that's such a great way to, cause I mean, even like I can think of other, you know, services that I pay for. And I'm like, 
I, you know, I may pay a really expensive price for a service. And I'm like, are you, but are you giving me that value? Like, I understand that you think that your prices are that, but like what value are you giving me? So that's such a great humble way. I feel like to dive in and look at your pricing because, you know, that's at the end of the day, we have to serve people and we have to serve people the best or they're going to go down the road and they're going to yes, find exactly. another stylist that's is going to serve them. And so I love that about you. You can always step back, you know, from things and like, look at the way things should be looked at. You mentioned earlier, you're like, you know, I was doing all these extensions, but I didn't have room for them. So what are the, some of the things, cause I feel like that is like across the board, an issue that stylists have They're like, I want to take the certification. I want to dive in, but like I'm booked till March, you know, with my colors and stuff like that. So what are haircuts? What are some things that you've done to to work in these new clients for extensions? Well, I mean, I had to, and this is one of the things that you told me at masterclass and it was really hard to do is I had to kind of look at like what services were not serving me. And it's, I, you don't have to do every single service that there possibly is. Like, I, you know, I can feel confident if somebody wants something that I don't usually offer to recommend them to another stylist that I think would do a great job. Yeah. Because I have to think about like what every everybody you're saying yes to, like who are you saying no to? And it got to the point where I was working extra days that I didn't need to work. It was taken away from my family. And when I looked at my book and I was like over, you know, way over 85% booked, you know, it was like 180% booked when I looked at the schedule. And it, it was like a blessing that you usually look for that I realized I was overwhelmed. Yeah. I was yeah. like, how am I going to grow my business? if there's no, there's nowhere to put it. And so I had to kind of take a step back and start cutting down and realizing that it's okay to say no. Right. But so I love how you said that, like by saying yes to someone, I meant I was saying no to my family. You know, that's, that is so powerful and such a thing that I hope stylists are really listening to because not every service ser- serves you. And like, sorry guys. I mean, like I love, you know, barbers out there. Some, there's some badass barbers that I know and they make a ton of money because they run their business correctly. However, you know, when you've got these hairdressers, like I used to be, I mean, I'm pointing fingers at myself right now. I'm doing a men's haircut for what, $35. And I'm like, no way. It takes me an hour, $35 an hour when we can make 300 and $400 an hour. Absolutely not. Exactly. I stopped cutting men's hair and I don't even cut my husband and my son's hair. (laughs) That is so great. And so, (laughs) and I, and I go and I send them to somebody else that I think would do a great job and I pay them full price because I just feel like, there's somebody for everybody and you don't have to be everything to everybody. That is such, so valuable. So, so valuable. I love that. You, I knew you were going to have so many great things to, for stylists to hear because I feel like you've taken that risk, you know, to change your business. And, you know, sometimes that's just it. And, you know, you mentioned that just a second ago a little bit, but like, what would you tell a stylist out there that's thinking about like, oh gosh, like how could I tell a paying client to not come and see me because I'm doing this? Like about that risk, like how, what are your feelings towards that? And how, what would you tell a stylist that is just so scared of that? I mean, I think it's scary at first, but I feel like honestly, it's the pandemic itself is what taught me beforehand. It's like I, do, I told every client yes, and I just got everybody in and I just tried to hustle, hustle, hustle. And when we went through the pandemic and we couldn't get to our clients, the not, like the number one thing it taught me was that they're going to be okay without me. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you know, when those clients went that long without me being able to get them in and the world did not crumble right. is when I realized going back in that it's okay. It's going to be fine. 
Yeah. You know, Absolutely. and, and if you don't, if you don't leave that space for the extra blessings, like you can't let the new clients come in and like, you just, you, it's just like that saying when they say like, God's trying to bless you with something, but you have to let go of it. Like he's trying to give you this bigger blessing and you're holding on to something small. Right. So it's like, if you don't let go so you can receive it, exactly. then you don't, just don't realize what's waiting for you around the corner. I love that. I love hearing these words from you because like it wasn't long ago that you and I had our coaching calls and you were scared to death to open the salon. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, you're, it's all scary. It's all, all scary. Uh, but now that you're, you're in it, how are you feeling now? I mean, it feels great. I mean, I've, I've worked really hard for a long time and it was, it was a lot, I had to, you know, just kind of look at the fact that I wanted to all that hard work when I'm, you know, there early and I'm leaving late and I'm, you know, there's so many days a week and just like the passion that I was putting behind the way I felt when I wanted clients to walk in the door, it just needed to be for my own place. Like all that work needed to be with my name on it. And so it just feels good. Honestly, I thought that it was going to be 10 times more overwhelmed, but it's kind of been a big weight off my shoulder because I mean, I'm doing the same amount of work, you know, and more because it's mine, but to know it's mine was just a big weight off my shoulder. Right. Absolutely. I love that. I love hearing, you know, hearing that now because I know, you know, our last conversations wasn't necessarily like this. Other stylists right now, they need to hear that. They need to hear that we all go through that the struggle of that risk and the heartache of like ending something to start something new, you know, because that's, that's, I think that's the trouble with people growing. They get comfortable and they don't want to deal with that heartache of like, you know, ending something, starting something new. And, you know, sometimes that heartache, there's a blessing, like you said, there's a blessing on the other side. So kudos to you for doing that because it's not easy. Yeah. And it's hard because like, I loved my coworkers and I loved them and I loved seeing them every day and I loved working alongside them, but I just knew that it was the next step that I had to take. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been working with Harper Ellis. Like, tell, tell me the reasons why, like, why do you want to work with Harper Ellis? Well, I think more than anything, it's just been the support in the community. Like I've trained in several methods and, you know, I feel like I've, I don't regret any of them. I feel like I've learned something from every single one of them and I'm thankful for all of them, but I've just received so much support and community from the company itself. Like thank you. that's, that's been the number one thing that just really makes me loyal to the brand for sure. Yeah. You are very loyal and we appreciate that so much. We just don't take that lightly and, you know, for someone to like love our brand as much as we love our brand, we, you know, we try to do as much as we can and help you guys soar as much as we can. But we appreciate that so much from you. And just, you know, we take pride in being good to our people. It's just, I've been there before when I didn't have any support or community and it's, it's tough. Yeah. And the style of support is just such a big deal to me. And the, like I received the support before the method, you know, cause I used the Harperless hair when I was with other methods and just the support that you guys gave. And I still see like, you know, you share other people's stuff and they may not be using the Harperless method and you're, you know, you're still supporting them and yeah. you're still there to help them. And Absolutely. I think that goes a long way. Well, you know, and that's just, we just roll like that, you know, like God, I mean, of course we think our method's the best, but like, here's the thing. It's not, as you know, it's not an end all be all kind of thing. Like it's just, you know, we, we just want people to feel loved. And I think at the end of the day, that's what's important. And I think at the end of the day, that's what's wrong with, I think companies in this industry is like, they shame you for not being a part of their cult and stuff like that. And I just, you know, we never want to be like that because at the end of the day, we're all human. We all have feelings. We all have a heart. We all just trying to do our freaking best, you know, for sure. And not just in the like industry as a whole, when it comes to like the businesses and the methods and all that, but just like salon to salon, 
you know, I have, I have other friends that are hairstylists at other salon that I just, you know, love to get tips from. And, you know, they could be right down the road and the client could go to them. But, you know, when it comes down to it, like we can't just be like, you know, putting up the walls and separating. Like we need the community for sure. Yeah, we we can't be like that. This industry will not last the way that it's lasting if we are all like that. You know, keep our secrets to ourselves. We've got to help each other because it's a a tough world out there, people. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So what's next for you on the horizon? Anything new? I know you just opened a salon. This month has just kind of been rest for me. I kind of feel like, you know, we've hustled hustled really hard to get it done. So personally, I kind of need to focus on like family life. We've been trying to get moved into our new place and get it finished because my husband's doing all the work there as well. He kind of had to like drop that and come do the salon for me. So I really need to get that done. But I'm just looking to grow my team. Like I'm looking for a couple assistants that, you know, want to have the same vision as I do and work alongside me that I can train and teach everything that I know to so that I can, you know, help fill the, yep. their chairs and their business. I would love that. If I was doing an assistant program, I would move across the country to be your assistant. So <laughs> anyone that's listening, you don't need to miss out on that because you have so much to give and offer. And I would just, that would be such a dream. So I know that you'll find the perfect person for that. Thanks. I'm waiting on them. So <laughs> just keep it praying. Yes. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, tell everybody where they can find you because obviously stylist, you guys need to go make sure you're following Jenny and make sure you're keeping up with her because she's one to watch. Well, I mean, I'm the most active on Instagram. I feel like that's where all of us hairdressers hang out, really. So on Instagram, I'm Jenny McCurry Stylist. And then my new salon page, which I'm just kind of starting to get going. Most of my traffic's on my personal, is Onyx the Salon. Perfect. I love that. I'm so excited for you, Jenny, and everything that you've Thank you. got going. And I'm just, again, honored to have you on here today because you just, you're a wealth of knowledge. And I just feel like everyone needs to hear from you and see what you're doing. Thanks. I'm honored to be on here. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening to the We're Just Hairdressers podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our channel and leave a review. Let us know your thoughts. Thanks for listening to episode 27.